Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, we'll be talking about the Hawks' 124-95 win over the Houston Rockets. In their final game of the regular season, the Hawks get their 41st win on the season and 11th in a row at home. They get big performances from Onyeka Okongwu and DeAndre Hunter to secure the win. Without further ado, let's get into it. Hawks did not get any help from the Celtics B squad on Sunday or the Hornets on Saturday as far as knocking off the Knicks and allowing the Hawks to have their own destiny as far as the fourth seed in their hands going into this game against the Rockets. But the Hawks came out and despite not having a lot of their regular players, uh, they had played a tough first quarter. The Rockets hung in there for that first quarter. But after that, the Hawks really stretched the lead out and had an easy game. And it was really nice to see the Hawks get a lot of run from DeAndre Hunter, who played 24 minutes. They got a big game out of Aneka Kangwu, probably another uh, his best game of the season, which you love to see in the last game of the season. But he played 33 minutes. Um, but the Hawks really took advantage of an opportunity to get a lot of the guys on the bench an extended run and see who can, who can get in and maybe contribute in the playoffs. But they got, got guys rest, and then they got Trey and John Collins some reps with DeAndre Hunter out there. And it was really interesting to see how Nate McMillan used DeAndre Hunter. Going into this series against the Knicks, obviously being the fifth seed, the Hawks will start their playoff run in New York. It is a best-of-seven series, and so it'll go two games in New York, two games in Atlanta, and then as necessary, it'll go back to New York, then to Atlanta, and then finally in New York if there needs to be a Game 7. But obviously the big challenge for the Hawks going against the Knicks is Julius Randle. And to get DeAndre Hunter back at the end of the season, you would think he would have a lot to do with who's going to guard Julius Randle. And it, it was interesting to watch. Um, DeAndre Hunter was matched up a lot against the Rockets with uh, Kelly Olenek and Deshaun, Jayshon Tate, who are both kind of... Guys, I would put as much as the Rockets have anyone who could be like Julius Randle, it would be those two players. And I thought DeAndre Hunter did a pretty good job. The Hawks as a whole did a nice job on defense. The Rockets had their best quarter in the first quarter, shooting 44%. They wouldn't get close to that the rest of the game. Um, and it was really nice to see Hunter get an extended period of play to kind of knock off some rust. He didn't hit his three-pointer. That's kind of the only thing left for DeAndre to prove that he can do going into this playoffs. But other than that, the Hawks look really good. Um, again, going to this game, the Rockets have changed a lot over the last time that the Hawks played them. The, Haw the Rockets had no Daniel House, no Porter Jr., Christian Wood, Avery Bradley, Dante Exum, Eric Gordon, Noaba, or uh, John Wall, and are playing a lot of young guys who they have a couple guys who look interesting. And in fact, Kelly Olenek looks really very good for them. And of course, noted Hawks hater DJ Augustine, of course, will have a good game against the Hawks. But other than that, this is kind of a team that's a little bit better than a G League squad, but not really NBA quality. And it was really good to see Oneka Kongwu just look a level above any other big in this game. Um, for the Hawks, they did not have Chris Dunn, Kevin Herter, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Clint Capella, Danilo Gallinari, Brandon Goodwin, or Cam Reddish. Clint Capella finished the night with the lead in rebounds overall, and so he will finish this season being the rebounding leader, which is just huge. I don't know that as a Hawks fan, when the last time that we've had somebody on our team lead the league in rebounding, but Clint Capella has brought so much stability to that position for the Hawks. 
Um, and it's awesome to see him recognized as leading the league in rebounding and to get that honor. But um, as he would do that, the Hawks had a very interesting starting lineup. They started Trey Young, John Collins, Solomon Hill, DeAndre Hunter, and Aneka Kongwu. Again, DeAndre Hunter spent a lot of time guarding Kelly Olynyk and Deshaun Tate, um, while John Collins was kind of matched up against other bigs, even kind of guarding the threes for the Houston Rockets. But Trey Young and John Collins would only play the first half. They would be very, very effective. Uh, Trey was three of nine from the field, one of three on his three-pointers for 10 points. He had three rebounds, but nine assists, two steals, and just two turnovers. He had an assist through uh, Kelly Olenek's legs to Aneka Kangwu, which was beautiful. And then to end the first half, he got all the way in the paint, looked like he was going to get blocked, and threw a beautiful pass to the corner to John Collins, who drained the, drained the three. Collins was five of seven. That three-pointer was the only three he took, so one of one on his threes. Four of four from the free throw line. He was getting into the paint. The Rockets really don't have anyone who can match John's physicality in the paint. And John was able to get up and get a couple free free throw attempts. He had 15 points, four rebounds, just one foul, which you know is huge for John Collins, and one monster block. Um, but it's really key for John Collins to not foul. If he is able to stay on the court and um, not get into foul trouble, he's going to be a huge boon and a huge weapon for the Hawks going into this game this series against the New York Knicks. Solomon Hill, he kind of led the Hawks in minutes played, 36 minutes, two of seven from the field. Both of his makes were three-pointers for six points. He had five rebounds, four assists, and two steals. DeAndre Hunter played 24 minutes. Great to see him play 24 minutes. He was just looked, again, kind of like a Neka Kongwu, a level above the entire uh, competition that the Houston Rockets threw out there. He was 4 of 11 from the field. The Hawks had their first play of the game designed to go to DeAndre Hunter, and he drained a mid-range shot. He didn't make his three-pointers, 0 of 3 there, but got to the free throw line eight times and made six of those free throws for 14 points. Had two rebounds and assist, five fouls, and you could tell he was being aggressive at the end, really going after Kelly Olynyk, um, and one block. In a funny moment in the third quarter, he shot a three-pointer and got a wedgie where the ball gets stuck between the rim and the back board and that was you know just kind of how deandre has done from the three-point line since he's come back most of his shots look short but uh having these five days off before the playoffs begin should be nice and be able to get deandre as many shots as he needs going into that series um and then he had a beautiful uh sequence of events where he got a block on the defensive side of the ball ran the entire court and then trey young rewarded him by feeding him a pass and deandre finished with a dunk so Really strong performance from DeAndre Hunter. Exactly what you want to see going into the postseason. Again, good to see him play 24 minutes. I think he's going to be the Hawks' primary, at least first attempt to go against uh, Julius Randle. And I think Hunter is exactly where you want to be going into the uh, postseason. And then finally, Aneka Kongwu. I mean, what can you say about the rookie? For him to have his best game in the last game of the season, for him to look like one of the best players on the court, um, even sharing the court with John Collins and Trey Young. He played 33 minutes, was 10 of 13 from the field, mostly finishing his uh, shots with a dunk um, with with authority. He was dunking kind of every shot that he got down there. He was one of three from the free throw line for 21 points. He finished with 15 rebounds, six of those offensive. He had three assists, two steals, and two blocks. They got him going early with an early dunk. That's who Trey fed on his really sick assist. And then at the end of the game, 
He had a steal and a slam, which you don't see from centers very often. And it's just really encouraging to see how far Okongwu has come this season. I don't know how much he's going to play in the postseason, but I think uh, Nate McMillan does not have to be worried about putting Okongwu out there. He knows, Okongwu knows that if he, you know, makes any mistakes, he's going to get pulled, but he's playing out there like a pro. Um, it's nice to see him finishing with authority, dunking over these Houston Rockets, but it was just a wonderful game from Oneka Okongwu and gives you a lot of, a lot of optimism going into next season. But for Oneka Okongwu to come out, take advantage of this extended playing time, that's exactly what you want to see from your rookie. And, you know, we didn't get to see a lot of Okongwu at the beginning of the season. He started at hurt and kind of slowly got his time and, and was slowly worked into this rotation. And for him to come out and just really take advantage of playing time against this Rockets team that's just trying to finish their season is just so encouraging. From the bench, Tony Snell had an opportunity to get the three-point um, title as far as percentage goes if he had made 10 three-pointers. And in typical Tony Snell fashion, I think he did not take a three-pointer on purpose. He was cutting to the basket. He'd finished four of seven from the field, no three-point attempts, eight points, two rebounds and assists, and two steals. He does finish the season with a 50-50-100 slash line. That means 50% from the field, 50% from three-point land, and 100% from the free-throw line. So um, just a ridiculous stat line from Tony Snell. Of course, it's not on the greatest volume, but Tony Snell has been a huge pickup from the Hawks, kind of just thrown in in that Deadman trade at the beginning in the offseason that Schlenk did, and he's come in and been a very – a uh, big contributor for the Hawks, of course, hitting that big three-pointer against the Raptors that sort of got this whole streak started for Nate McMillan. But um, Tony Snell came in and was just solid. Skylar Mays, I thought, had a really nice performance. He was 7-11. He actually started the second half. The Hawks pulled Trey Young and John Collins uh, after after the first half. And Skylar Mays came in, again, 7-11, 2 of 5 on his three-pointers for 16 points, four rebounds, seven assists, and then two blocks. Skyler, especially against this Houston Rockets team, he was just bigger, and he he was going to the basket and finishing through contact. Again, his three-point shot looked a lot better, and it was good to see, after not getting a ton of Skyler Mays minutes, for him to come in and look really good. Um, it's just, again, something encouraging to look into for next year, if he can possibly be a backup behind Trey or play next to Trey, possibly, in that combo guard. But he's a big guard, and he looked he was going to the basket with authority, which was uh, really exciting. Again, after having a big dunk in last game, he tried to go for another dunk again. He got blocked, but Skylar Mays, uh, again, looking very good against the Rockets. Um, Lou Williams just played 16 minutes. He was four of six from the field, three of three on his free throws for 11 points. He had two rebounds, six assists. He had a huge lob to Bruno in the first quarter where Bruno Fernando got started. And it was a monster dunk, and it sort of it just felt like Bruno woke up after that dunk. But uh, Lou Williams just continues to do Lou Williams things. It's funny because in this game, the Hawks were going against Armani Brooks, who was coming off the Rockets bench. And Brooks, who's been on the Hawks G League team, the Skyhawks, um, came up, and he looks just he looks very similar to Lou Williams on the court. He has kind of the same body build, and is a a three point shooter. Um, Brooks actually got 18 three-point shots up in this game, made six of them. But um, it was just fun to see Lou on the court again with Armani Brooks and kind of two very similar players, one at the beginning of their career, one at the end. But Lou came in, 
kind of shook off some rust. He's been having some issues shooting the ball lately, so it was nice to see him put the ball in the basket and get his young bigs involved. Nathan Knight came in. One of the subplots coming into this game was Nathan Knight had missed his last 19 three-point attempts, and he would make a three in this game kind of late towards the end of the game. He was 6 of 9 from the field, just 1 of 3 on his threes for 13 points. He did have a double-double with 10 boards, three of those offensive and two blocks. You know what you're getting from Nathan Knight. He's going to be a ton of energy. He's going to go to the basket looking to throw down, and it was really fun fun and nice to see him pick up a three-pointer. And then finally, Bruno Fernandez' best game. He came off the bench and had that big throwdown from Lou Williams. And again, like I said, it sort of woke him up, and he was going at the basket hard. He had a few more dunks. He was 4 of 10 from the field, 2 of 2 on his free throws for 10 points. He had 9 rebounds, an assist, and 2 steals. So it was nice to get a nice little performance to finish the year for Bruno Fernando. But um, the Hawks got just really solid performances up and down the active roster, and it was good for the Hawks to come in and just take care of business against the Houston Rockets. There was nothing to play for. Again, the Hawks were locked into the fifth seed, but that didn't stop them from, you know, just having a lead in every quarter. They would outscore the Rockets in every quarter. Um, they'd also just put this game away early at halftime and let their guys get a lot of run. And again, get DeAndre Hunter some more minutes, get some Aneka Kongwu a lot of run, and it, it was just really good to see. For the Rockets, again, DJ Augustine had 18 points. He was 4 of 10 from three-point land. Um, had four rebounds, five assists, and a steal. Kelly Olenek would have 16 points, eight of those coming from the free throw line, uh, two of five from three-pointers. Three and then Armani Brooks had 18 points, all of them coming from the three-point line. Um, but really, the the Rockets couldn't get anything to go consistently. The Hawks were able to really stymie a lot of what the Rockets were trying to do, and the Hawks were able to get out and really take advantage of this game. I mean, one stat that just stands out is the Hawks outscored the Rockets in the paint 70 to 24. That's right, 70 points in the paint. A lot of dunks, a lot of layups. Um, the Hawks just really controlled the paint. Um, they would outscore the Rockets in second chance points 23 to 13 and on bench points 58 to 37. But it was just a wonderful performance up and down the roster for the Hawks. Uh, this game would never be close after the first quarter. The Hawks were up 36-33 going into the second quarter, and then they would extend the lead. They'd score another 36 points in that second and limit the Rockets to 21 to be up 72-54 to at the half and then eventually win the ultimate margin, 124-95. to um, And the Rockets were just taking threes. I mean, the Rockets took 63 threes in this game. They were 18-63. The Hawks couldn't hit a three for a very long time. Um, we're just 7 of 21. It was nice to see Trey actually hit one, but the Hawks were just not taking a ton of threes, and the Rockets were taking every three, every opportunity they could. Um, but big win for the Hawks to finish the regular season. It moved them to 41 and 31 on the season. If they kept the same pace for a normal 82-game season, it would have put them on pace for 47, 47 wins, which is just incredible coming from a 20-win season just the year before. And the Hawks are looking and going ahead to get ready for the playoffs. They will have the day off tomorrow and then start practice to get ready for this playoff series. Um, not being in the play-in means the Hawks get a five days off. I think their first playoff game will be this weekend, this upcoming weekend. But they will be focused on the New York Knicks. And the Knicks had the Hawks number this season. They swept the season series 3-0. Uh, Julius Randle, in particular, just had the Hawks number he had multiple 40-point games against the Hawks, and so that is going to be 
the number one issue for the Hawks going forward into this series. They will also need to have some sort of answer for Derrick Rose for the Knicks. Since they've gotten Derrick Rose, he's been a big spark off the bench for them. He's their sixth man, and the Hawks really need to find some sort of defender. I don't know what rotations Nate McMillan is going to come up with, but I think if the Hawks can do a good job, if DeAndre Hunter is up to the task of holding Julius Randle in, the Hawks' firepower should really uh, power them over the Knicks. The Knicks have a wonderful defense. They do not make a lot of uh, self-inflicted uh, errors. They don't make a lot of uh, turnover or really big mistakes on the defensive end of the ball, but they do not, they're not a strong offensive squad. And so the Hawks should have plenty of offensive scoring, but it's going to come down to the other side. It's going to come down to their execution on the offensive side of the ball and then slowing down Julius Randle, um, Derek Rose and Bullock, who is their three point shooter down, but uh, it should be a fun series. This is a four or five series. And as you know, in the past, the Hawks have found themselves on NBA TV um, for their playoff series. All of these games against the New York Knicks should be on primetime on the big channels. So it'll be fun to see the media have to really cover the Hawks. I think that the Hawks are in a very good position to to win this first round. Uh, on this upcoming week, I'm going to have a couple of podcasts up about the best games this season. And then also, of course, do a big deep dive into the Hawks versus the Knicks what I expect to happen in the series, what I think the Hawks need to do um, to get a win and look forward to this series against the uh, New York Knicks. It's been a little while since the Hawks have had playoff basketball. It'll be a ton of fun to have them. It's always exciting. It's more intense. Each possession is so valuable in the playoffs. Um, and this is Trey Young, John Collins. For a lot of the Hawks players, this is their first a taste of playoff basketball. The Hawks broadcast put up this really awesome graphic talking about playoff experience for the Hawks. And of course, the person who had the most playoff experience was their coach, Nate McMillan, who had experience both as a player and a coach in the playoffs. So um, a lot of the Hawks are going to be learning trial by fire as they get in there. And the Hawks have a tough opponent in the uh, New York Knicks, but it should be a fun series, one that the Hawks should feel like they have an advantage at every position besides um, power forward where Julius Randle is. But uh, the Kettlecast will be here this week to get you into the get ready for the playoffs. And then we will be covering every playoff game here. So thank you for staying with us here at the Kettlecast. Go Hawks. Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. And if you could leave a rating or review on whatever platform you use to get your podcast, that'd be a huge help to the Kettlecast. Go Hawks.